0: holy gospel according to john the 12th chapter glory to you O lord now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some greeks they came to philip who was from bethsaida in galilee and said to him sir we wish to see jesus philip went and told andrew then andrew and philip went and told jesus jesus answered them the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. And let us pray. Gracious God, send forth your spirit by the power of your word to create faith, to forgive sin, to grow our love for you and for one another. Amen sir we wish to see jesus what a phrase what a declaration i've I've preached on this text i don't know how many times uh, quite a few i've never been able to get past verse 21 never i try to there's so much that we could talk about we could talk about the voice from heaven uh, crying out that that uh, god's name is going to be glorified again as it was glorified for instance in the exodus we could talk about that we, we could talk about uh, the fact that again jesus says when i am lifted up just like he was lifted up in the symbol of, of that bronze serpent he's going to draw all people to himself we, we could talk about that too but i sit here and i see this 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 exclamation from the greeks sir we wish to see jesus and i can never get past that ever that should be the, the mission and, and vision statement of everything that we do here. Everything. It, it should be plastered on the pulpit right here, so when myself or Pastor Carl come up here, we, we see, sir, we wish to see Jesus, and we know that's our job. Right now, in this moment, whether it be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, two hours, depending on how long the, the preacher's going to go, our whole goal is for you to see Jesus. That should be our goal. I I should serve it up on a silver platter, this this Jesus. It should be plastered on the altar. Because isn't this where we come to see Jesus, to taste and see that the Lord is good? When we have communion, we come with outstretched hands, wishing for our Jesus, desiring that. We should put it up above the doors to the the sanctuary, put it out on on the sign out front, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And that's what church should be. It should be a place where people come to see Jesus, to know Jesus, to have God's Word implanted upon us by the Spirit so that we don't have to be taught about this this Jesus anymore. Instead, we reach that point in Jeremiah 31 where we know him. It doesn't take much. We just know him. And to think that, that we could turn church into something else to try and make it more appealing or, or, or whatever uh, loses the point of what we're supposed to be doing here because when you go to a football game, right, or a baseball game, you're there for a football game, right? Unless you go to a Saints game, then you're there for the pig. But you go to a baseball game, you're there for a baseball game. You go to a tractor pull, you're there for a tractor pull. You go to a, a heavy metal concert, you're there for a heavy metal concert come to church it should be we wish to see jesus that should be the goal that should be the focus of everything here now at this moment and this this desire on the parts of the of these these greeks is just another moment in jesus life here just in john 12 in which jesus is now being told it's time It is time for you to do what it is that you are supposed to do. Uh, It begins there with the anointing by Mary at the beginning of the chapter in in which she comes with with the perfume and she anoints his feet and and people get upset and and he says, no, this is for my burial. Because if you remember Good Friday, the circumstances of his death right on the Sabbath, he didn't get to have the traditional Jewish burial. And so it was to be this quick burial and so he, he remarks that that what she is doing there now at, in bethany even before he enters into jerusalem is is this this announcement of his burial but also she she anoints his feet this this picture of the fact that he's this preacher that's come to declare good news but then also an anointing for our king. This one who is to be Lord, who is to be the King of the Jews, it's to be announced as he's hanging on the cross on that placard above his head, right? The King of the Jews, and then we have the entry into Jerusalem, which we all love, right? We love Palm Sunday because we get to wave the palms, and we get to sing the song that never ends, and 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 all those things. And yet, in that story, what's the cry that we hear that goes up? Hosanna! hosanna in the highest you know what that word means we we turn it into an exclamation we turn it into a a word of praise the word means save us so as jesus is coming in on that donkey into jerusalem people are crying out save us save us save us above everything else save us as though it is this this cry of, of 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 joy that that this this jesus this messiah this king is coming into jerusalem but also this cry of desperation and so it's fitting that when we do have communion and we have the full liturgy and we sing the sanctus holy 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 right we get to that certain part we say hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord Hosanna in the highest. We we are proclaiming with these with these these folks here in, in Jerusalem as he, he comes in to the city. Those same words. And then now we have the Greeks. These are these are non-Jews. These are not Greek-speaking Jews. These are people who have come to the faith. They're proselytes. They 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 pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob they've just not made the final step of conversion if you know what i mean it would involve some surgery on, on some some boys but what do they want they want this jesus the desire to see jesus they, they, they wish to be to be drawn to jesus and what is jesus response but he says okay the time has come not just the Jews, but now the Greeks, the Gentiles, the heathens are coming to me because they come to Philip and, and then Philip goes to Andrew and then Philip and Andrew go to Jesus and you expect Jesus to just go, okay, let's go see him. right? But no, he says, okay. The time is fulfilled. It's, it's now. The hour has come. Well, what hour? The hour of the cross. The time of rescue. The time of redemption. The time of, of, of his working For us and he says this is the reason why i've come to this hour this whole reason why is is to draw these people to me to to draw people who are not part of the chosen people of god but then he also says to us that it's in order to bear fruit right he he uses the picture of a seed so if you leave a seed just sitting out on the counter you just leave it there it's not going to do anything right it's probably going to fall on the floor and then you're going to sweep it up later and throw it in the garbage put in the ground and what does it do it grows into a tree a bush plant whatever and and depending on what the seed is it's going to produce it's going to produce fruit and he's talking about himself in in this place that that his work has come to bear fruit bear fruit of, of repentance and faith in us to bear fruit in us of that working of jeremiah 31 that we that we might have his word imprinted on our hearts that it might come into our ears that we might know him that we wouldn't have to be taught about it anymore, that, but that we would, we would know him. His death becoming the, the demarcation of who he is for you. That in his death we see life coming out of it. Do you get that? That we have crosses planted all over here. We see them and, and we like them. They're nice, they're nice decorations, but it's a symbol of death. And yet for us it's become a symbol of life. Life out of death, just like that seed and even tells us that those who love their life will what lose it those who clutch to what it is that you have here and now the here and now the things that 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 you think are life and you hold on to them and you discover that they're gonna go away because you can't take them with you and yet he says those who hate their life this this word of comparison this, this word, uh, uh, it isn't as though you're, you're called to go out into the wilderness and, and flagellate yourself and deny yourself everything and, 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 and hate everything about life. You can't enjoy uh, a barbecue. You can't enjoy watching football. You can't enjoy watching at, you know, your favorite show on Netflix. No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying that, that these things are not my God. These things in my life are not the things that I trust in, but this one who has come to die for me, to grant me life to dole out eternal life. That word should be important for us, eternal life. But I've come to discover as a pastor these many years that uh, Americans, we spend the majority of our time denying death. We do. We do everything we can to avoid it. We want to escape it. We, we fear it. But We were talking about this the other night at, at dinner. My daughter brought up the fact that well, did you know that caffeine is more addictive than meth? I'm going, well, then I'm in big trouble. The amount of coffee that I have. Right? Anybody with me? Yeah. How many want to go to NA right now together? You know, or CA, Caffeine Anonymous? Yes, we, we probably, we're all addicts. We're all going to hell. No, just kidding. She's talking about that and then we started talking about the fact that it's always entertaining when you you find an interview with someone who's like 101 years old and, and what's the question we always ask what is the key to long life right we want to know what's the key to making it to 101 and the funny thing is is you'll find one person who will say well i've never drank alcohol never smoked i used to walk every day and in the morning i get up and do a thousand push-ups and you're going well that doesn't sound like fun but then they meet someone else right who's 101 and they ask them and they go well I have a shot of whiskey in the morning for breakfast then I drink a Guinness for lunch I smoke I smoke two cigars a day and if I can I might go out for a walk right we find these these differing pictures of how how life is supposed to be led and yet what is our obsession always exercise eating right diets essential oils whatever all the voodoo that we can find to try and extend our life because we fear death we, we we despise it and i think of i think of my generation and younger when we when we come to funerals i see it all the time I, i've done so many different kinds of funerals that that my generation and younger we're, we're uncomfortable Whereas I find that the older folks that come, it's, be, it's become normal. Because you hit that point in life where at first you're going to all sorts of birthday parties. And then you're going to graduation parties and weddings and, and baby showers. And then near the end, it's, you're going to funerals all the time. And you get used to it and you start to realize these things. And I think part of the reason why it's so uncomfortable for my generation at least is that we know something is not right. And we know we can't do anything about it. Yesterday, Mike was asking me why I was all dressed up, but um yesterday I buried a child. Little baby. Casket was about this big. My best friend and his wife lost their baby at about seven and a half months. Stillbirth. He had a name, Otto. No one should lose a child. And I'm standing there at this graveside with my best friend and his wife, and they're surrounded by their family. Windy day, Roselawn Cemetery in Roseville. I can't talk about, well, Otto did all these great things in his life, right? I can't talk about, oh, he he met all these marks, he, you know, all these things. Um, But I could talk about his Jesus. I could talk about the fact that he has a Jesus, a Jesus who says in Mark 10 Suffer the little children to come to me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom. That's the Jesus for Otto, that's the Jesus for us. Where we spend our whole life trying to avoid death we spend our whole life trying to think well if i do this i'll live if it, if it, we spend our whole life trying to think well well jesus might have some wonderful little teaching lessons for me to help my life to be better and, and there are yes there are but when it comes right down to it when we get to the end of our lives none of it matters except jesus Because I couldn't preach on any of that for Otto. i got to talk about the fact that he's now sitting at the table of the Lord next to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He's having full communion with Jesus. He's having some pretty darn good wine. And he's doing it without his parents' permission. He didn't get carded. Jesus can be his DD for him. But he's received that because that's what Jesus has given to Otto, just as he's given to us. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Well, church, that's the Jesus that we get, whether we like it or not. It's not the Jesus that tries to make life easier. It's not the Jesus that tries to to get us along on our journey and just get us about doing life, but it's the Jesus who comes to us at the moments that we truly need him in death. Sarah Cognon, who's one of my favorite theologians and preachers today, she talks about it. how, how the, the worst thing that can happen in the church is that we start talking about, okay, just get on doing. Get on doing this. Because she says about life, life really is not this, this journey that, okay, we just need to stay on the right path. No, it's the fact that we've fallen into a pit. And we need someone to come and pull us out. And that's the work of Christ. That's the work of our Jesus. So when we come in here and we see the crosses, it should remind us of that of a certain type of Jesus. Not necessarily the good teacher, not necessarily the friend, except for maybe the friend of sinners. Not necessarily the, the, the lover Jesus, but the dead, dying, broken, bruised Jesus who does all of that so he might rise and grant life to so many people, including little Otto. I was, I was standing in the foyer at... at my best friend's parents house talking with his dad who's a pediatrician and and he said I just don't know how people have been able to stop coming to church during the pandemic I just don't know how you could get about trying to figure out how to do life in all of this and then I was sitting there talking my best friend's a pastor too he preached on Wednesday for his church's Wednesday evening service and he said it was the most difficult thing he's ever done in his life but he finished his sermon with this line, and I didn't tell him that I was going to steal it, so Tim, if you're listening, sorry. But he said, Jesus died so that my little boy could live. And he's done that for you, too. And that is what we have to remember. So when we come here, may our hearts cry be, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And may that be so. Thanks be to God. Amen.